This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Pressing the button on my stream deck. Yeah, here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of The Blathering. Uh, this is going to be a short one. This is going to be a point. And, and yeah, there's, there's things in the world we should be talking about, uh, you know, tragic things. Yeah. Uh, humorously tragic things like indictments and arraignments. Yeah. Yeah, we should. I, 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 I don't have time for that today. I don't, I don't have time. I, I don't. This is how much this is how much I just absolutely love all of you who listen to The Blathering. I should be packing. I am recording this on a Tuesday afternoonish. Do you really need to know that time? Uh, why am I giving you that detail? I, I'm recording it when I have an empty suitcase. One of the big ones. You know, one of the ones where you're like, I don't know how this doesn't sink a plane, uh, you know, plane sink. Uh, and I need to fill it. I need to fill it with underpants, socks, pantaloons. I, I need to, I need to fill it. But I was like, no, I'm also going to record the blathering. I've been, I've been doubling up on content, pre-recording content as if it isn't art. Uh, there's some new shorts coming your way. There's already a traffic report up on the YouTube channel. Uh, you have to go kind of maybe seek them out. Go to my YouTube channel and seek them out. Uh, that's just housekeeping. Uh, merch coming. There's the Stream Elements merch shop. You can link from my YouTube page. Uh, there's merch on the Patreon page. Uh, the, it's, I, I'm just cooking, kids. I'm doing so many things. And, and I'm happy with it. Uh, but this is how much I love you. I should be preparing for this trip to London. I normally record the blathering at night. All right? If you're watching on the video version, if you're watching on the video version, you should watch and listen to both. Look Look at this. Look at this. Look at that. My curtain's been pulled back. It's bright and sunny out there my, outside my studio walls. Um, I uh, I miss you all already. I'm excited to uh, take a trip. There's so many bad things going on in the world, and I'm so tired of dumb people. I just can't, I can't even deal with it or talk to it or talk about it right now. You know, um, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm not a nervous flyer anymore. I used to be. Enjoy airports, enjoy flying, enjoy, enjoy hotels. I think I want to live in a hotel like for a year, just maybe pick six different hotels. I'm, I'm talking about in LA, not even going anywhere. Just, I think I'd like to live in a hotel, but I, you know, there's, there's like, a, oh, it, it's overwhelming. This is a, this is an international flight for me. It's an 11 hour range. Jealous of you East coasters who just get to hop on a, a puddle skipper and head over to London. It's you. Um, New York's the longest flight I've ever had. And that's in the five to six range, depending on the wind and how, uh, you know, fast the, the pilot needs to go do do. Uh, I, and I'll tell you, it, you know, that, that tests my limits. I, I really don't, I, six, six hours. I start to, my back is gone. My legs are numb. I can't hear. Um, I feel terrible. Like I haven't showered for nine hours. And, uh, you know, um, not that I shower every nine hours. That would be odd. But you know what I mean? So we're going to push it. Push it real good. We're going to push it five more hours. I'm not a plane sleeper. I'm a, I've slept on planes. There was one incident. I know. I know I'm a. 
I'm a someone's story about a, an old dude, a middle-aged dude sleeping and snoring on a plane. There's got to be video footage of me somewhere. Maybe do a YouTube or a TikTok search for Dave Filoni snores on plane because maybe someone thought it was Dave Filoni and, uh, you know, uh, and I, you know, in the video. I, I, I remember waking up going, go, <laughs> like neck back, uh, mouth wide open. But this is the thing, I always wear masks now on planes and always will. I Because not COVID be damned, it's the sniffle. I don't even get sniffles. So I've, I've slept and snored with confidence on the planes when I can because of that mask. But I, I'm really not a sleeper, a deep sleeper on the plane. So that's going to be, it's going to be a fun challenge. But I'm excited to get there. I'm excited to see some of you who've maybe listened to me before, but you, you live across the pond and, 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 you know, I don't blame you for not coming over here. By the way, I give so much credit to people who have come over here before for like Star Wars celebrations or comic cons, or I think even some of you traveled internationally for Schmodown stuff. God knows why after what I've gone through. And it's not even difficult, but it's just, you know, the passport, the customs, this, that, you know, what can I take? To, uh, uh, I have to get on, on an airplane in Paris. Do they have different measurements? Can I not take a big American suitcase? Not with like an American flag on it, but like one of the ones where I'm like, everything's in here. I've moved into this uh, plane. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And so I've got a lot of unknowns, a lot of unknowns. S unknowns are scary for me. I, I, I know they're scary for Anyone. I know there's some people who are like, into the breach we go. I'll figure it out. And what a wonderful new experience. I'm like that about five, five or six times after we experience it, right? It's not about some big philosophical resistance to change uh, or anything like that. It's not that. It's not that. It is, um, it's, I just get scared. And this is something I've talked about before, but the, the best way I can illustrate it is, if, if you and I walk into like a restaurant where we have to order at a counter, I'm going to subtly suggest out of the kindness of my manners and heart, manners make the man uh, go first. Why don't you order first? But really, I'm taking notes on what you're doing so that I and I don't even I'm trying to analyze why it's not as though I'm trying to feel like I'm not I don't want to feel stupid. Right. Or embarrassed. That's part of it. No one likes that. But there's just that is the weirdest anxiety I have is this. I don't know how to do it because and unless someone tells me how to do it or experience it or or the best case scenario for me is to be there with someone who knows. Right. A good travel buddy. Someone who's oh, yeah, I've eaten here before. Let me. Oh, you got it. You got it. There's there's codes you got to give the waiter or. Oh, yeah. Here. Let me show you how it's done. It's the best way for me to learn. Best way for me to learn. And that's a, that's a handicap, especially in the business uh, that I'm in where, where, where I, it really came to pass when like tech changed fast. And I finally, years later, but finally like had the inkling of I'm going to, I'm going to podcast. I'm going to do that. How do I do that? That's natural, right? That shouldn't be a fearful thing. How do I do that? In this day and age, it's so easy to find with, with internet and, and specifically YouTube it was in 2013 when I started podcasting, but that's just, that's the thing I've said before. Like, Knapsack Files started in spring, I think February of 2013. I had planned to do it early 2012. This is this is a problem of my dumb, stupid mind. Is that was when I was like, cool, I'm I'm I see my buddies, the schmoes are doing it. And I, this is prior to 
me even beginning to produce. By the way, there's big quotations around that word produce. Uh, produce the Schmoes No podcast in, in October 2012. This is long before that. I was like, well, I'm going to do this too. And I had like a tw- cheap $20 microphone and I was, you know, all going to do it. You know, it took me that long to get started. Um, did I start 2012 and then 20? What? It doesn't matter. Now I'm, the, now I'm grandpa at the party. Whatever time I started, it was a year prior that I was like, I need to do this. But the Schmoes did have something to do with it because they had launched their podcast when it was just literally a podcast recorded around a table in uh, someone's house. So um, it took me that long. It took me that long. It's not just that I put things off. It's not just that I procrastinate. Sure, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit here. But there's this fear of I just don't know what to do. So how do people podcast? I don't know. I don't know. Again, Google search, YouTube search, and you can figure it out, right? Now everyone knows. Now now I can do it on my phone. Back then, couldn't do it. You had to get some different cords and boxes and this and that. And then I had a, a, an older Dell laptop. And when I finally got some stuff plugged in, Oh, it sounded terrible. There was something wrong with that computer. So I had to get a MacBook. That's when I finally took the big leap into the MacBook world. So I'm still paying off that. Podcasts have, have not paid that off. Um, it took me that long. It took me that long. All that to say, all that to say, I know my way around airports. I know how to fly. Uh, it's not that I had, I don't have like, there's like 5%. I mean, it's like this, this could be bad. Um, I always reserve that. I always reserve that. Put that down on my permanent record that I kind of always, always kind of think, well, this could be it. But for the most part, I don't. Don't get nervous. Don't worry about it. I enjoy it. It's a and it's a good time as long as you're not, you know, your seat partners are okay, or you know, you're in a good spot of the plane. There's no babies, and I don't have anything against the babies. They don't know what they're doing. If you if you bring a baby on a flight, there's there's probably a reason you did that. I, I've gotten past the point of attacking parents for that. It's not my favorite thing. No one likes it. But especially the parents. If you're on a plane with a baby, I doubt it was like, you know what you know would be a fun lark? Traveling with this six-month-old snot crybaby machine. Like, no one's like, yay. So I, the, 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 the problem I have is if you have like a two-year-old on the plane, again, there's a reason for it. So I'm not judging you being there. But if your kid's kicking the back of my chair and I hear you in the aisle, I know there's probably a good chance that you don't see it because it's just part of your life or two, you've given up. I have a little bit of, of, of leeway and grace in your direction for that. But after a while, and I'm not a, I'm not, what, I, I don't want to be the guy. I don't want to be the guy that turns around. And it's like, hey, and scars that kid for life. I, I was walking home with my mom, my mommy, my little sister. I was walking home from elementary school, Margaret Harlow Elementary School. Uh, my mom would, uh, at the time, had the ability to, uh, this was early in my like first through fourth grade range. She had the ability to get off work at like midday. She'd go walk down to the school and pick, a, and pick me up. I don't even know if my sister was attending the school yet. And we'd walk back, right? Lazy days. Just positive memories. Mom, sister, me, my trapper keeper. My Opeachy folder, just a young kid with dreams. Don't even know what my dreams are. Probably be an astronaut until, you know, the Challenger exploded and I didn't want to be that anymore. Um, there's all that. <laughs> and I remember that day at school too. I'm not laughing at those that tragedy. I'm laughing at the memory of that changed dreams fast for a lot of people, uh, unfortunately. Um, I feel bad I let it laugh. The laugh was about me 
not the situation, the tragedy or the lost lives. Oh God, can I make that clear? Anyways, we were walking home and there was like a low concrete wall. For me, it was big, but later on in life, I would, I, I, this, I rem, that's how vibe, this is how vibrant the memory is. I, to this day, can drive by the house in my uh, old, old neighborhood and I can see it and I can see the walkway. It's maybe a one foot, one and a half foot concrete wall and some like a rock guard, like no lawn, just white rocks, that kind of suburban house front yard, which is great. I, I don't think we need grass in the front yards anymore. And uh, my mom stood up on it and was doing like holding my hand and was like playing with me like, oh, hold me. I'm, I'm walking. And then I popped up. Right. And we were like doing like a little do 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 balance, like run a balancing beam. And someone from the front window. I remember is like the the Mama Fratelli from the Goonies, like that that uh, ma, the the lady was also in Throw Mama from the Train. I remember it as as being her. It wasn't, but the 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 vibe was the same. And she yelled, "Hey, get off there!" And like from the window, and 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 my mom like jumped down and kind of was. I remember my mom kind of being like, you know, in my mom's very polite way, "F you, what what's <laughs> sorry, sorry." And I just remember being traumatized. So since I, since I'm a rule follower and I've talked about how I follow the rules and I cross streets at crosswalks and I try to obey rules, I really think that's one of the incidents that scarred me and formed me. That because it, it wasn't like we did that to be rebellious. We did that because we're just walking home, butterflies and birds tweeting in the air. Uh, early memory of the early 1980s, a peaceful time for us. And this, you know, I'll say it, hag yells from the window, "Get off there!" Hey, it's like the Ugnaughts that yell at C-3PO. You're not supposed to be in here. You oh, know, I've been shot. Like, that's what it felt. Now that I think about it, I think I connect a lot of rule following to that 3PO moment. If he had not, not gone down that hallway, we, he, you know, he wouldn't have been shot. He wouldn't have known about the stormtroopers. We might be in the same spot, but he, he maybe if he followed the rules, he wouldn't have been blasted in, into pieces. But if he, if that had been the case, I wouldn't have got that cool Kenner figure, the break apart C-3PO, with the vinyl bag that I would put on the back of my Chewbacca figure. I had some positive memories until I sold them in that um, garage sale all for two bucks. Anyways, that all ties in. I, 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 I want to follow rules. I don't want to get yelled at. I want to know the lay of the land. I lay. I, I don't ask questions like a normal person because look at me, listen to me. I'm not normal. And I pull back and I just kind of observe and then I figure it out, and then I do it. Or I'm with someone who knows, right? I, I, I will be traveling to London with two people that know international travel pretty well. Uh, the Scrimshaws, Joseph and Sarah Scrimshaw. Sarah actually lived in London for a while. Joseph uh, lived over there for a little bit with her. He's been there a few times. Um, I've never done that. Um, I got my brand new virgin passport ready to have an uncomfortable uh, spin-the-bottle session in the closet, this passport of mine, re ready to break the seal here. Uh, and I'm excited about that, but I just don't know. Again, is it much different than an airport? No, I, you know, I don't know. I just imagine some some sort of armed guard sit, sitting me down, pulling out my backpack and being like, what's this? And I'm like, it's an iPad. For what? Uh, watching ASMR barber videos. What are you doing with it? I don't know. I'm running. I get up and run away. That's what I'm anticipating. So I'm 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 nervous about that. I'm nervous about that. 
And here, but here's the thing. The moment I get, get through it, I will have four flights under my belt by the time this trip is done. One to London, London to Paris, Paris to London, London to the good old U.S. of A. We were supposed to stop in JFK. I was going to say hi to John Mariano, but uh, that, that got changed. Uh, airline just emailed us one day. It was like, yeah, different flight. What do you think about that? Uh, so it changed a lot of things. But anyways, four flights on unfamiliar territory, unfamiliar grounds. So I'm going to be an expert. And so this is what's going to happen. I guarantee it. So I'm going to come back. I'm going to tell you all I had a great time. Oh, pubs are wonderful. And I had some fish and chips and a pub and a pint. Yay, I'm going to do all that. Let's just pretend that's the show in a, in a couple weeks. By the way, no blathering next week. And then I'm going to be like, what's what's up? It's no big deal. No big whoop. Let's all fly to London. I'm going to go 12 times a year in my head. I'll go once in the next 12 years. But I know me. I know me. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. The challenge is, is how do we push through what we know about ourselves, what we know, and just get to the end of that. Why do we have to go through all the bullshit before? Why will we know what we do bad? Why do we know our own obstacles and what trips us up? up and what's, uh, you know, basically what's wrong with us? Why when we know it, when we have identified it, why can we not circumnavigate around that, Right. Because I know I'm gonna I'm gonna get through this London trip with flying colors, and come back and I'm gonna tell you it was all wonderful, and I'm, I'm gonna act like international travel was is not a big deal, and then there's gonna be something else that pops up, some new technology or some restaurant or club I got to go to, and I'm gonna bow out of it because I don't know how to do it. Like I, I, it's affected me to the point of. Like I, I I'm not much of an actor. I didn't move here to be an actor, but like even with writing. Actually, it's, let's put aside the acting thing, screenwriting. I, I did move here to be a screenwriter. And I remember calling someone, uh, someone like, um, like told me, um, someone told me, uh, hey, call this screenwriter. It's a friend of mine. This is in 1999. He's a screenwriter. He's in LA. He's an old college buddy of mine. He'll help you. And I just wanted, I wanted to call this guy and, and be, this is, pre-Facebook, I couldn't message him or anything. I wanted to call this guy and have him be like, oh, you know Ron? Congratulations. Uh, here's a screenplay to write for a big Hollywood picture. Of course not. He talked through some things, answers any questions I had, but it was like, you, what you need to do is join a writer's group. Join a writer's group. You'll meet some people, you connect with some people, you'll, you'll, your writing will get better. That's how you do it. Join a writer's group. And so because he didn't have the answer 
of, oh, you just go apply for the job of successful screenwriter, apply, put the application in. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to find a writer's group. I didn't know, again, pre-internet, but not, but pre just type it in, you'll find it type of thing. And uh, I don't, I, that, that's my fear of, of, of not knowing what to do and, and sitting back until someone tells me what to do or until I figure it out. I think, I think, I think it was a contributing factor to my writing career going kaput, which is German for um, boot in the ass. Um, it's not. Uh, so I think it factors in. So, I, so now in my advanced years, my advanced years, you want, okay, I'm going to tell you this story. This is not something I don't, I think I, I want to turn into a stand up bit. It just don't, it's just, it's, it's not funny. It's tragic. I'm going to get really personal here. Okay. I'm going to get really personal. Uh, I, I, it's going to get slightly disgusting. I don't know. I, I was driving home today, dropped uh, Franny off at the, the uh, boarding, the doggy borders. Uh, we call it cowgirl school. Um, I was driving home and I looked in the rearview mirror. And I went, holy, no, oh, no, I just talked to the, I just talked to the, the dog trainer and I had, uh, I had a, I had a, a little bat in the cave, you know, like I had just recently taken a shower and, you know, you got to kind of clean the cavern of your nose there after, you know, you got to pick your nose kids and clear it out just in case there's any shower gook in there, any, any shower boogies. And I looked in the rearview mirror and I was like, oh my God, I had I, my nose. I had, Ooh, look at this. It's, I got, I could see it in the mirror. I got a big I was on kind of a, our, our dog trainer's out far. She's out far into the country, uh, out in Aquadulce, California here near Vasquez Rocks. So no one else was around. I was driving five miles per hour on this dirt road. I dug. They didn't even have Kleenex. I don't care. I was going to wipe it on my jeans, which are nature's Kleenex, okay? Don't judge me. Don't you judge me. You don't know me. And I, so I'm, I'm, doing what I, I'm doing what I need to do on my nose to clear this out. And I realized... Oh, no, no, no. I, I didn't have a shower boogie. No bats in the cave. I have, I have gray nose hair. And, and it wasn't like old man sticking out like troll nose hair. It, the sun, the rear view mirror, it just I had kind of seen up to my brain a little bit. And it was, it was back a layer. Gray nose hair. So now, not only am I faced with this uh, crumbling body, people are going to see that in passing and be like, dude, that guy had nothing but nose boogies, but it's not boogies. It's a great nose hair. I don't win either way is, is the problem. My advancing years. That's the problem. In my advancing years, how can I push past this? How can we all push past this? Right? 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 If I know the problems with me when faced with the same situation, why do I continue to do it? Why the, is that our nature? Why can't I just jump to the end of the conversation, the end of the journey? I didn't go to New York for a long time in my life. And I've talked about it, how it's my dream was to be on Saturday Night Live. So was thousands other of comics and all that kind of stuff. But one of the reasons I felt I had my foot off the gas of pursuing that goal was I, I, I couldn't imagine being in New York, living in New York. Sure. Couldn't imagine that working in New York and Saturday Night Live. I, I don't know. Couldn't imagine that. I couldn't imagine flying to New York. I hadn't flown yet for reasons I've said on this podcast before. A lot of them didn't travel as a kid, all that kind of stuff. But because of that great unknown, oh my God, what, what if I audition or what if I get in a position to get an audition for Saturday Night Live and I have to fly to New York? I won't know what to do. 
how do you, I mean, I've dropped people off at the airport before, so I get that. But how do I get through a gate? How do I get a ticket? How do I buy an airline ticket? How do, what do I do when I get to the airport in New York? Do I catch a cab? Would I hail a cab like I'm, I'm in some Travolta movie in the 70s? Like, what, how, do I get a, how do I get a hotel? Like, these, these are all the things I had, all these thoughts I had in my early 20s. And it seemed, you, seems, you seem like you're supposed to know that stuff. But sometimes, you know, early 20s are still young. You're still trying to figure that stuff out. No one gives you the manual on how to get a hotel room. Now you, t- you go to a website. I remember booking a hotel. My mom would have to pull out some book, <laughs> you know, and like call. I remember the first time I bought tickets to a concert, Ticketmaster. Had to go to Warehouse Music in, in, in Santa Maria, California. And, and, and had to buy tickets there for this venue in L.A. And for that for that venue, I, I needed to get a Motel 6. So I had to go to a Motel 6 in my town and book one in L.A. It was harder back then. No excuse, but it's harder back then. So I, I, I'm not kidding. The fear of how do I even get to New York made me think maybe Saturday Night Live is not for me. Now, again, would I have made it on the show? I, it, no. It, there's, so, there's so many things between that and that and me, me and that. But but that for me personally was like a little bit of like, maybe they maybe some maybe they'll move to LA. And it and it's and it's silly. And then I started flying, Las Vegas, get the screen junkies job. Three weeks in, we're flying to Chicago. Mark Ellis is bringing me to comedy shows. And then it becomes a, a normal thing for me, right? And I get to New York in 2015 and I stare up at 30 Rock and I cried. I cried because there's a lot of reasons that dream didn't happen, but some of it was this base level fear of not knowing how to get on a plane and get to New York. So it's big time stuff. It's not just going to a, a, a restaurant and, and not knowing how to, how to order things. It's not just that. It's, it's, it's not just not knowing how to fly to London. It, it, it stops you every other step of the way. So how can I get over that? How can we all leapfrog over that stuff? Like I, I used to say this, um, it, it, my old job, there, there'd be these certain situations, not the crime stuff, but there'd be a lot of like incidents that you deal with on repeat. And when I was the security director of the farmer's market at third and Fairfax, Fairfax in Los Angeles, uh, on the Grove prop or the Grove property was on our property for, for those in Los Angeles that know it well, we would deal with one of the things we deal with a lot is like protest groups, free speech groups, which obviously totally supportive of that. Totally supportive of that. Yay. You got thoughts. You want to share them and you want to get on the street and, 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 and let people know about it. Totally, totally got it. But businesses are protected. There's private property open to the public is a thing. There's some Supreme court cases that uh, allow free speech, but they also, you know, preserve that right, but also preserve the right of the business owner to say, yes, uh, a mall won't have, um, you know, a Nazi organization handing out flyers at the front of the door. It might be their right to be Nazis and that might be their right to have the desire to put um, flyers out into the world. But the business doesn't have to just stand idly by while people pass out pamphlets and zig Heil, right? That's the world we live in. And so there often be times where both all locations are managed, but especially in the heart of Hollywood, 
where people had beliefs and things to say and they wanted people to know about it. Totally cool. But they would come on our property because they thought in their mind it's it's public property. I'll say it clearly. Malls, shopping centers, grocery stores, not public property, owned by businesses or real estate companies. And I'm not here to root for businesses or companies, but it is theirs, right? It's a system we have. And there would be, it doesn't matter what they were trying to say, but there were some groups, there was a kind of an oddball, I don't even know how to describe him, politicians, I don't personality, named Lyndon LaRouche. Big conspiracy theory, aliens are coming type of guy. It's a longer story, entertaining story. But his his group would come all the time. And we didn't want them there. The, the property owners were like, we didn't want them there. So they can apply during the, you know, the normal channels, time, uh, place, and manner. Um, is is kind of the you know public expressed expressive uh, you know uh, application. There's every ball probably has a different name for it, but you apply and then gets reviewed and then they they say okay we'll let you do this. They do have the right to turn you down and there goes your conspiracy theory. But they do have the right meaning. Oh, see they're chill, still shutting down what I want to say. But you know more often than not they'll let you do it. But they determine the time, place, and manner. And I've, I've, I know I've talked about this stuff several times because it's one of the things I, I'm pretty much an expert on because I dealt with it all the time. But this is how it relates to the big story I'm talking about today. Not to get into prune yard decision and all that kind of stuff. I would go to these groups. The first couple times I dealt with these Lyndon LaRouche supporters, you, I wouldn't go for it. My guards or, you know, off, officer would go up first. Hey, what are you guys doing here today? Got it. You're talking about Lyndon LaRouche. You can't be here. I can take you up to the front office. I can take one of you. You can fill out a time, place, and manner form, uh, request to, to get a time to, to do this stuff on the property, but you can't do it here now. We, we'd like to ask you to leave. No, we're not leaving. It's our right. And a lot of these groups feel they, 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 a lot of them would actually have copies of the Pruneyard decision, the Supreme Court ruling about this stuff, and they would cherry pick things to their advantage. It was always hilarious. So we usually would have the full one and be like, well, you've left this out. Um, and that would confuse police too. God bless them. But so many of the police officers would stare at it and be like, Bleh. so what I would do, the risk of just telling a story I've told before, what I would do is I would, after about the, like we, this would take hours. If it was like a Saturday afternoon at like 11 a.m. and one of my guards called over the radio that there was some, you know, Lyndon LaRouche supporters here refusing to leave, I knew that was a seven-hour ordeal guaranteed. And it would have to, every time it would get to the point we'd have to call out like a police lieutenant, like you'd have to patrol officer to, you know, a, a P2, to a P3, to a, to a sergeant, to a watch commander, to a lieutenant, to a captain, like it would, it would get that high. To we, like we, one of the mall, the managers knew the the captain of local Wilshire division, division, Richard Wemmer, would call him. Uh, at the time, this guy, uh, Lieutenant Mike Moore, who's now the police chief chief of L.A., Mikey Moore, would come out. He was a lieutenant at Wilshire. He'd, he'd come out before he became a captain, and uh, and like I just get, guaranteed that's what we have. So after a long time, I'm talking dealing with this like five, ten times a year. 
I finally, I would do this game where I would go up to them and I would just be like, hey, my guards have asked you to leave. The mall management doesn't want you here. Property management doesn't want you here. Uh, I don't want you here. It's not personal. Like, I'm a New York Yankee fan. You could be handing out pamphlets about the New York Yankees. God bless you. I don't want you here. Um, not going to happen. So I would come up at 11.01 a.m., be like, I'd pull one person aside. I would just be very polite. Can I just have, who's in, who's in charge? Who who wants to speak for the group? I just want to talk to you alone because everyone else is chipping and chirping and da, 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 da. And everyone's getting, you know, uniform security guards are showing up. People are watching. Now everyone's getting on their, you know, defensive and um, they start throwing insults at us. And my my guards are simmering under the collar, ready to, to pepper spray them and <laughs> kick them out of there. Can I just have one person? Pull more beside. I'd introduce myself. Hey, my name's Ken. What's your name? Awesome. Cool. Can I see what you, what do you, ta- what do you talk about today? I, I'd let them, a couple minutes. Oh, great. Lyndon LaRouche seems completely sane. Love it. Glad you're spread, spreading this word. Um, here's, here's the bottom line. Here's where we're at. And I'd lay out everything I just kind of told you in a short form. You guys think you have this right, and, 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 and you do, but our rights are protected as well. Here's this. Here's that. I'm asking you to leave. You're going to refuse to leave. We're going to be here for all day. We're going to call the police. The police aren't really going to know what to do. They're not going to necessarily side with you, but they're not going to necessarily side with us. You need to leave. We, You can apply to come back at some other time. But at the end of the day, we'll be here seven or eight hours, and I am prepared to arrest you. I am prepared to put handcuffs on you. I am prepared to 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 press charges. I'm prepared to police, for the police to come here and put handcuffs on you if that's what it is. That's the end of this. That's where we get to. Can we just skip over this stuff? Because I'm not changing my course. You're not changing your course. Let's get to the end. Let's fast forward. Let's pretend we're here now. What do you want to do? And I'm telling you, swear to God, hand to God or hand to Lyndon LaRouche or whatever he believed in. Nine times out of ten, it would work. Sometimes it wouldn't be right away. Sometimes they go think about it. Sometimes they go talk to people. Sometimes they get on the phone and I hear them say, yeah, arrest. They're going to arrest us. They come back and be like, okay, well, okay, let's, can we have that form? Can I go apply for it? Uh, you know, can we bring it back? And I'd say, you, if you want, you could bring it back. If you want, I'll take you up to the office right now and I'll help you fill it out. It'll all be good, man. Get a coffee on the way out. Like, like we're good. And in fact, by the way, if you stop all this, you can stay here and enjoy something from the farmer's market. Nine times out of 10, it would work. So all that to say on an episode, I wanted to be short. Why can't I do that with myself? Why can't we do that with ourselves? You hit something in your life that you know is a challenge. You know is a struggle. You know what you're going to do. You know what's going to happen. But you know that the end result is it's going to be okay. You're going to like fly to London. You're going to have fun. Or you're going to learn that new tech. Or you're going to overcome that challenge. Or you're going to do that thing you needed to do. And you're going to do it and it's going to be easy and smooth. Or you're going to go in that restaurant you've never been in before. And you're going to order the food you want and it's, it's going to be fine. And no one's going to laugh at you. And in fact, you're going to enjoy it. How do we do to that? How do we do that? How do we do that? How do we get to that point? Those that can master that, I think, master a lot of things in life. They're probably in better positions. If you can get through all those humps. I haven't figured it out yet. But here's the thing, whether you figure it out or not, it comes at you.
Life comes at you fast. Change comes at you fast. Obstacles come at you fast. Before you know it, you're on the way to LAX, to the International Terminal, flying to London. When I get back, I'll tell you all about it. Bye, friends. See you next time here on The Blathering. 